Zach Thomas shares his experience as a Chick-fil-A franchisee owner and how it led him to farming leaders. Coming up next, a veteran on the move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. As a veteran entrepreneur, you need a domain name that is easy to remember and accurately reflects your brand or business. Let .us serve you and choose a .us domain to stand out and get the domain name you really want. Reserve your .us domain name and website builder today for just $1 at launchwith.us. All right, we're here talking with Army veteran Zach Thomas from Leader Farming. Zach, before we get to talking about business entrepreneurship, take us back and tell us what you did in the Army. Yeah, so thanks, Joe. It's great to be here and uh, great to be able to share a little bit of my journey with those fellow veterans out there. Um, yeah, so my journey began really at uh, United States Military Academy, West Point, uh, graduated in, in 99, was commissioned as a second lieutenant in the infantry and went through airborne ranger training, all that stuff. And then, of course, um, we got, got, I actually ended up at uh, Fort Campbell, Kentucky. My first duty station as a second lieutenant was a rifle platoon leader, company executive officer, and a scout platoon leader there. I was there when September 11th happened, and I thought I was going to get to go to the sandbox. And then uh, I got orders for the captain's course and couldn't, couldn't get out of that, so had to go to the captain's course down at Fort Benning and got stuck there. And, uh, during the captain's course, I, uh, I volunteered to go to Afghanistan, help train Afghan national troops as part of a, part of a, uh, an assignment that they asked us to do. And then a crazy situation, but I ended up getting pulled my orders. I had orders in hand, but I got, I got pulled over to the Ranger training brigade as a, um, an adjutant, and uh, really got frustrated, kind of got stuck in, in TRADOC during when everything else was, was going on. Uh, and through that process, I decided, you know, maybe this is not uh, the plan for my life in terms of being an infantry officer. So I started you know, looking at other things and maybe something you know, else that God was calling me to do. So I started looking at the chaplain candidate program, I got selected for that. Went in the chaplain candidate program and um, obviously came off active duty. And and during that time, I was working at a church. And of course, churches don't pay a lot of money, so um, I needed I needed to make some extra money. So I started my own business. I started a coffee company. Um, I, I literally was uh, had this idea when I was in the army, um, and uh, and so it was it's basically if you could get more caffeine in one cup of coffee, you wouldn't have to pee as much. So, um, <laughs> so I created a hyper caffeinated coffee called Ranger coffee. Um, and, uh, and we literally sold coffee all over the world while I was in the chaplain candidate program to ha- kind of help support my, um, you know, my, my income while I was going to the seminary. And, uh, yeah, so that's my military background. I'll save the rest for later. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's awesome. So, did the is the coffee business continued, or did you end up did you give that up? Yeah. So, um, which we we'll get into in just a minute. But as I when I became a Chick Fil A franchisee, I had to give up my coffee business. They 
basically said that it was a, a competitive interest, obviously because Chick-fil-A sells coffee and, um, you know, having a coffee business wasn't yeah. going to be, you know, uh, work for them. So I had to, had to give it up, sold the company, but, uh, it was, it was neat. I really enjoyed it a lot. I learned a lot about entrepreneurship. We ended up in Newsweek magazine and on good morning America. And, uh, I really just, you know, cut my teeth in entrepreneurship through, through owning a coffee company, which was, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. We were, we were out there way before, you know, black rifle and, uh, some of the big, bigger brands now. And, uh, it was, it was, it was a neat venture. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, I think I've heard of Ranger Coffee or I've seen it or something. Is the name still out there somewhere? If you said you sold it. Are they still running it? Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, the website's still up, but, uh, a friend of mine actually owns it now and he is an attorney and his, his, uh, law practice really picked up and he had to just kind of suspend operations for a season. So as mm-hmm. of right now, he pretty much shut down the operation, left the website up, you know, just for visibility and, and the branding. But, uh, but right now it's, it's actually an unavailable product. Yeah. It seems like coffee, beer, and, uh, and alcohol. I mean, there's so many veteran brands out there now and, you know, yeah. 20 years ago, there were no veteran brand coffees, beers, or, or alcohol. You know I mean? There's so much of that stuff and so much of it's been, you know, really successful. It's a, uh, you know, it's great to see, um, in black rifle, of course, is like the biggest now that thing's huge. Um, yeah, a phenomenal job with that. So can you talk a little bit about, um, what can you tell us about the fix, uh, Chick-fil-A experience? Of course, we love Chick-fil-A. And when we moved from Atlanta back to Kansas City, I was really disappointed because there was no Chick-fil-A in Kansas City. But now there's a couple of them here. So um, whenever I'd go through the Atlanta airport, I'd make sure I'd run to Chick-fil-A. And then I'd run over there, and I'm like, oh, no, it's Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, um, and, but of course, when we lived in Atlanta, um, I mean, we even had, like, every Wednesday mornings when I dropped my kids off at school, it was Chick-fil-A day, and they'd bring in coolers of uh, – Chick-fil-A biscuits in the morning and I'd always run in when I dropped the kids off and sit down and have a Chick-fil-A biscuit with them in the cafeteria before I'd run off yeah. to the squadron. And uh, um, I, I know some guys that had looked into doing a Chick-fil-A franchise, which I'm not sure if it's technically a franchise. And I, I've known some guys, um, Lucy, in the past that had actually operated Chick-fil-A. And and I always ask this, when, like, generically speaking, if if the subject comes up, I said, think of any fast food restaurant that you've ever been to. What fast food restaurant always has the nicest, friendliest staff members and people working there? Think about it. And most of the time people say, oh yeah, Chick-fil-A. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so far above your standard. So I don't know what Chick-fil-A is doing. Uh, You know, I know quite a bit about them, but the the Chick Fil A employees and and how they treat their customers it's always top notch so they're doing a phenomenal job with that. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah, I'll I'll share a funny story. So, you know, there there I was um, in the chaplain candidate program and was was planning on going back in the army as a chaplain, work working for a nonprofit ministry as the operations officer as well, and the 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 economic or bust happened, you know, the, the uh, housing market imploded and my boss called me up and said, Hey man, I love you, but, uh, your checks in the mail don't cash it because there's no money in the bank. Mm. 
And I was like, man, what, you know, what am I going to do? And one of the first things that, um, I did as a part of that nonprofit ministry was to help host a kind of a, a, a CEO round table. And it was actually at the Chick-fil-A headquarters. Hey Zach. Yes. Um, I hate to interrupt you, but we need to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. Okay. My goal is to connect veteran entrepreneurs like you with the programs and resources you need to find success. And whether your passion project is a business, a blog, a podcast, finding the right domain name is crucial. In addition to SEO value, it's important that your domain name is easy to remember and reflects you. But it's hard to find one that's the right fit and still available. That's why you need to choose a .us domain. With .us, you can connect the dream you're building with the country you've served. .us domains are short, simple, and memorable. This can help with brand recall and increased traffic. Plus, .us offers an online business toolkit. The toolkit provides a simple three-step process to help you build the perfect site, as well as good practices and tips for managing traffic and branding, all while helping you stand out in a crowded digital landscape. Join the list of companies who already register on .us, like zoom.us and mastercard.us. Sign up for your .us domain today to reserve the name you want. I've arranged a special offer to help you get started. Register your .us domain name for just $1 for a full year. Plus, you'll get three months of Weebly Website Builder for free. Let .us help you build your dream. For my special offer, go to launchwith.us. That's launchwith.us. All right, we're back talking with Zach Thomas from Leader Farming. Hey, Zach, uh, uh, sorry to abruptly cut you off there. We, we do need, did need to do a sponsorship break anyways, but... Um, one of the consequences of having a home recording studio is once in a while you got to run down and enter the uh, enter the front door. So my, my buddy Paul from uh, who runs a nonprofit called Fish Friends and Service of Heroes, he was down there unloading tables on my front doorstep. I needed to go down there and help him out, but by the time I got down there, he was already gone. So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, you were uh, you were telling us about your first experiences with with Chick Fil A and um, kind of the interesting start you got. Yes, sir. Well, so yeah, I was, uh, we were at the <clears throat> support center is what we call it now, the Chick-fil-A support center. And I was helping lead a CEO roundtable, And, and this was part of the ministry that I was working with. And I'll never forget, we got in the elevator one day we were in, and right at the end of the day and we were going up to Truett's office and there was this lady that, that got on the elevator right after we did. She was kind of the last one that squeezed in and and I, I looked at her, she had, she was smiling from ear to ear and I looked at her and I just said, Hey, uh, is everybody here always this happy? <laughs> and, and, and she, she just kind of laughed and everybody in the elevator kind of chuckled and she said, yeah, pretty much. It's kind of like Disney world. And, uh, of course everybody laughs again. And, and so we go up to Truett's office and I'm sitting there looking at my, my brand new boss, you know, like I'd only been working at this ministry for a couple weeks. And I look at him, I was like, Hey, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to work for Chick-fil-A. And so, you know, everybody laughs. It was with our group and, and, uh, sure enough, you know, fast forward to me getting the phone call, like, Hey, don't cash your check because there's no money in the bank. And I'm sitting there thinking, Oh my gosh, you know, what am I going to do? I'm in the chaplain candidate program. I've got tuition to pay for. I'm going to seminary. You know, of course I'm not, um, uh, not on active duty. Um, I'm a reserve officer in the chaplain candidate program. And so that, you know, I'm not getting my, my normal, um, military pay and I, I need some income. And I'm like, what am I going to do? And of course my coffee company was doing pretty well, but at the very same time, 
people stopped buying its expensive coffee because the stock market crashed and everybody was just freaking out. This was, you know, October, November of, of 2007. And, and so then I was just sitting there in my basement just thinking, okay, well, what am I going to do? And I, I remembered that moment in the elevator said, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to, I'm going to work with Chick-fil-A. And so I, I literally pull up the application website, chickfil-a.com, fill it out to express my interest to become a Chick-fil-A operator. And, and people, you know, this is not normal. So yeah, I got, I put in my application in December of 2007 and I got selected in April, April 4th of 2008 to take over an existing restaurant in the Atlanta market. And it just, I mean, it just was like lightning speed to, to go through that process. A typical process is like 18 to 24 months worth of interviews. Now they, (laughs) I still had 12 interviews in that, you know, three and a half month period. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, so that's how I got on board with Chick-fil-A. I took over an existing franchise in, in Marietta, Georgia, and, uh, and that business was, uh, the lowest volume freestanding Chick-fil-A in the state of Georgia at the time. And, uh, it was, it was very, very tough. Where exactly in Marietta? I've probably been to it. <clears throat> yeah. So Macklin crossing is, uh, it's at the intersection of Macklin powder Springs and Windy Hill connector. Oh yeah. 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 I think it, uh, is, Let's see. Is there a Bank of America like right across the street from it? Or there used to be? There one? is, yes. I, that, matter of fact, that's the one I used to go to all the time on the way to Dobbins. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. No, no kidding. Well, I owned it from um, August. I took over in August of 2008, and I left there to relocate here in Rockmart, which is my home, um, in, in September of 2017. So... I, I own, I, I left there in July of 2017 and mm-hmm. opened this one up in September of 2017. Interesting. Yeah. I've probably been to that one more than any other Chick-fil-A, but, but ironically enough. Yeah. That's amazing. Small world. Yeah. I've been feed, I'm feeding you chicken sandwiches. <laughs> so can you explain a little bit about, um, you know, for anybody that might be interested in getting into Chick-fil-A, the, the difference between an operator and a franchisee? Well, you know, they, they call us franchisees. Um, my, my email address is, you know, Zach.Thomas at CFAFranchisee.com. But yeah. And and I think, you know, really, you know, Chick-fil-A wants that term to be used a lot because they, they want us to, to be considered franchisees. However, you're, you know, you're right. In a lot of ways, it's, it's not your traditional franchisee model. We don't own the building or the equipment or the land. And so we rent all that from Chick-fil-A and we don't actually have any equity in the business. And so it's just a pure cash flow uh, ownership in terms of, you know, I own the liability. If you walk in and slip and and break your neck, then I own that. And Mm -hmm. Chick-fil-A would be the first to to tell you that. Um, But, uh, you know, I, I, uh, it's a, it's a profit sharing, um, you know, deal. And so it, it works out great though, because you know, the, the, the income is, is very good. Um, as you can probably imagine from a Chick-fil-A, um, volume and, and stuff. And of course I'm in a lower volume. I'm below average 
uh, Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. but these high volume restaurants are just, they're killing it and the operators are really making great money. Now, is it a lot, uh, from the business side of things, is it a lot cheaper, um, to get into a, a Chick-fil-A franchise because of how it's structured versus one where you pretty much own everything and you got to get loans Absolutely. and all that? Right. It is. They, um, you know, the, the initial franchise fee up front is $10,000 and oh, wow. yeah, it's, it's super cheap. However, um, and I, you know, I say this in all humility, it's, it's, um, last year there were 77,000 applications or 77,000 expressions of interest. And of those 77,000, uh, there were about 50, that's five zero new franchisees selected. And so 50 out of 77,000 got the opportunity to write Chick-fil-A a $10,000 check. And so, so you're telling um, me there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it It is. It's nuts. You know, and I, I say that in all humility because, you know, I, I, people ask me all the time, well, how do I, you know, how do I get into Chick-fil-A? And, you know, honestly, I just, my, my best response is like, if, if God wants you to be a Chick-fil-A operator, you'll be a Chick-fil-A operator. That's, that's how I got here. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah no kidding. Wow. That's fascinating. So, um, and so, so how long, how many years is that, that you've now been a Chick-fil-A operator? So I've been a Chick-fil-A operator for 12 years, uh, this coming August. So, um, next year in August, so 11, you know, roughly 11 and a half years. And I, like I said, I was at my previous location, Macklin crossing, took it over. Um, and I, I, I was there for nine years to the day. And that was a really challenging location when I first took it over. Like I said, it was the lowest volume freestanding restaurant in the state of Georgia and, it was, I, I did the math one time based on the number of hours I was working and, uh, and, and how much my paycheck was, I made a dollar 60 an hour for two years. Oh. <laughs> so it was, oh, wow. it was, it was rough. Um, but we grew the business and then Windy Hill road, Windy Hill connector opened up <clears throat> and, um, you know, you, you talk about, um, uh, getting hit up by the side, the head by a two by four, you know, most people talk about that figuratively. Well, right after Windy Hill road opened, I was walking across the street and I got hit by a car. I, the front end of the vehicle hit me, threw me up in the air. And in fact, it was a retired Vietnam helicopter pilot. He was, he was coming out of the restaurant and he saw me. And when he saw me, he said, I was about 20 feet up in the air. And he said, I was heading straight head first, straight down. I hit the windshield and I was projected about 50 feet forward and hit the curb. So I had three impacts and you got hit by one car and tossed into another. I got, I hit the curb. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. So I had three impact. I got hit by the front end of the car. I came down and landed on the windshield of the same vehicle. And oh. then I was projected about 50 feet forward. And, um, I'll tell you, you know, my, my leadership journey, um, that was a major turning point in my, <laughs> my leadership journey. Yeah. And it's, it's really why I wrote, you know, I wrote my book that, uh, you know, that, that, uh, talks about that. And I talk about, you know, my transition in leadership, uh, from that moment on. And the name of the book is? Yeah. So leader farming mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, so I couldn't, I couldn't really go back to work, uh, 
I was, I was literally sitting on the couch watching cartoons most days. In fact, the most, that was about the most productive thing that I did for a while. In fact, I didn't even know I was a Chick-fil-A operator for a while. I had a major concussion. Yeah. What, what was the, what was the details of your injuries? Yeah. So, um, amazingly I had no broken bones, really, uh, not a single broken bone. I had a lot of lacerations and a lot of glass in my back and my neck and my head. Um, but no, no major injuries other than a concussion. And I don't remember really anything, uh, to this day about the event. I, <laughs> I do, I do remember, uh, people tell me that I tried to get up and go back to work. Um, <laughs> when the ambulance was trying to put me on a stretcher, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it just, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things that you, you look back on and it was a major turning point, um, in my journey. I, um, I tell you, this is a story that I tell in the book, uh, you know, prior to Chick-fil-A, as I mentioned, you know, I was a, I was a ranger instructor in the army and, you know, my leadership style was, was really that of, of figuratively putting the, putting the fear of God in people, you know, <laughs> make them, make them cry for their mother. That was a good day. Right. And <laughs> if you can imagine, if you can imagine a pendulum swing. So, you know, as I mentioned earlier as well, I left active duty army and went in the chaplain candidate program and I swung the pendulum all the way over to the other side and, you know, being in the chaplain candidate program and going to seminary, I just developed this philosophy that if you just love everybody enough, they'll do the right thing. Hmm. And of course, you know, I, I, I got taken advantage of, um, with that philosophy. So when I came on board with Chick-fil-A, I was, I was kind of in that mode. I was, I was coming out of the ministry and, and going into business. And I just thought, you know, if, if, if I can just lead people in a way, I just love them enough, they'll do the right thing. But then, um, I, I realized like I was getting taken advantage of. And then it was like this Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde experience for a lot of my team members. And I'll never forget one day I overheard one of my team members say, I wonder which Zach we're going to get today. <laughs> and, you know, because I was, I would knee jerk and go from the, the, um, the passive leader that was, you know, believed if you just love everybody enough and do the right thing back to the ranger instructor that just put the fear of God in people and, and it was just this back and forth, back and forth. And, and so, you know, like I said, I, I tell that story and, and it's, it really resonates with a lot of people because, you know, we don't necessarily want to be that jerk, um, of a leader, but, you know, we, we want to be somebody that motivates and inspires people to do the right thing, you know, whether somebody's breathing down their neck or not. And, and then we just, we really don't know how to find that balance in the middle. And so, what I, what I discovered in, 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 in my writing and, and just reflecting, I, I spent a lot of time, like I said, sitting on the couch and I started writing and thinking about life and what was really important. And, and, um, and I just kind of came to this conclusion. I said, you know, when I'm 85 years old, sitting on my front porch in my rocking chair, you know, what am I going to be thinking about? It's not, you know, how big my house is because I'll probably be living in a nursing home. <laughs> it's not going <laughs> to be, you know, how much money is my bank account because, you know, I've got seven kids and so they'll probably have spent all that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's not going to be what kind of car I drive because I, I probably won't even have a license at that point. It's going to be, you know, what did I, what am I going to do with the time, money and resources I'm given to make a difference in people's lives? And so I really just changed my entire leadership philosophy 
to about helping other people become the best version of themselves and helping them get to where they want to be in life. And so that's really what leader farming is all about. Um, you know, I mentioned the statistics earlier, you know, 77,000 expressions of interest. Well, I've, I've actually produced four franchisees and a fifth one just got selected for the leadership development program out of my, my 11 years of being a franchisee. And those statistics are, are crazy <laughs> when you, when you really look at them. And, yeah. it, and it's really just because I, I totally changed my focus from, you know, being about, you know, making, I mean, yeah, we want to make money, but you know, the focus is really on growing people to grow my business. And as a result, you know, my restaurant's producing top 20% metrics and really everything that matters. And, um, and, and we got a lot of uh, attention of a lot of people and it's, it's really when you just, you focus on growing others to help, um, and, and, and it, and it helps, and it helps just, it's like a byproduct of, uh, your business just grows and, and when your focus is on those other people. Now, Zach, um, something I want to ask you a question, man, it may seem blatantly obvious to you, but it might not be blatantly obvious to those that are listening is your leader farming book and, and the concept of leader farming is the practical application of that actually in your Chick-fil-A franchise or is it, you know, grow outside of that? Yeah, so it is, uh, you know, the, the, the practical application of it, it's, it's happening in my business as we speak. And, um, but was that like, you know, is that the, is that where it started and that's the beginning and, and you said, you know what, I'm going to turn my, my Chick-fil-A franchise, my employees, I'm essentially going to you know become like their squad leader or their platoon commander. And, and I'm going to pour all into them. And yeah. I'm going to farm leaders out of these people and turn them into the best people I can. That that's where it all started, or that's what the and that's where the main focus is. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wow. always say that we're we're a we're a leadership development company that just happens to sell chicken. <laughs> so <laughs> that's awesome, and, and because most of us the view of a fast food restaurant, it's like that's you, know, you just got a bunch of minimum wage employees there just to collect a paycheck, and they're they're. You kind of train them to keep them out enough to just do the job and keep them out of trouble, and you know that's about all you're going to get. No, no, not not at my restaurant. I've got some, I got some great folks, and uh, and that's you know I, I've actually got one that uh, I hired in high school that went off to West Point, graduated from West Point. I got another one that went to the Naval Academy, uh, graduated from Naval Academy. So it's not just you know internal to Chick Fil A that we're developing mm -hmm. leaders and. So that's, that's really it, you know, it's just that changing of that perspective. It's like, how can I, you know, cause I, I'm, the reality is most businesses, and, and I talk about this in the book too. One of the, one of the key components is, is acknowledging the seasons and embracing turnover. Well, turnover is this, this dirty word that we talk about in business and everybody's fighting turnover, fighting turnover. And for me, it's like, I'm just going to embrace it. And the irony of this whole thing is that if I embrace turnover, actually people want to stay longer. They actually want to be a part of my organization because they don't feel guilted or forced or manipulated into staying. And, and that's really resonates with this generation when they, when they know and feel and understand that I have their best interest at heart, then they're going to stick around longer. And, and they know that I'm actually helping them become a better version of themselves. And so my turnover in my restaurant is, 
is, you know, 15, 20% lower than the average Chick-fil-A and, and Chick-fil-A's turnover is, you know, 50 to 60% lower than the average, uh, than, than the average fast food restaurant, actually more like a hundred percent lower than, than the average fast food restaurant. <laughs> yeah. So, no kidding. Um, but yeah, so, you know, it's, it's counterintuitive, you know, when you actually embrace turnover it, writing the book, I actually interviewed a guy named Jeff Goodman and he was the president and CEO of orange leaf frozen yogurt at the time. And mm-hmm. he actually, he actually changed the mission statement of his company to, to be America's best first job. And so just embracing mm. this idea of, of turnover is huge. And so I had this epiphany one day, I was literally driving down the road and I happened to think about, you know, like college, a college football coach or, you know, a, a high school baseball coach. Like if you think you're going to get to keep your players for more than four years, you're disillusioned, Right. you know, why, why? Well, because School's only four years, right? High school's four years, college is four years. So, like, if you don't create a sustainable program for your for your pro, you know, for your for your team, then you're you're going to be um, you're not going to be able to create uh, a sustainable uh, winning program. And so, as I started thinking about that, you know, and then I thought about the next level. Well, what about what about like? you know, farm teams. And so that, that terminology is used in, in baseball. Mm-hmm. So like the Atlanta Braves, they have the Gwinnett Braves, they have the Rome Braves. So what if you're a farm team coach, like your whole job is to create talent for the major leagues, yeah. but yet at the same time, you've got to win games, right? right? And so you got to win games, but you also want to create talent for the major leagues. Well, those two metrics, those two key things, if you are actually producing talent for the major leagues, you create a self-perpetuating talent magnet that people actually want to be a part of your program. They want to be a part of your team. I mean, think about, you know, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not an Alabama fan, but think about Alabama football, you know, and, and, and just, you know, Nick Saban has, has created an, an amazing program that people want to be a part of. Right. Yeah. And, and so it kind of self perpetuates and that's the same thing with, you know, my organization and leader farming. I mean, I get phone calls from people literally all over the country, you know, Hey, can I come work at your Chick-fil-A restaurant? And I'm like, you mean you tell me you want to move to Rock Mart, Georgia to come work, you know, like people in Georgia don't even know where Rock Mart is, but you know, they, <laughs> like, I want to come work for you because you, you're producing talent for the major leagues, you know, five, almost five, about to be five operators, franchisees have been launched out of, out of your leadership and out of your restaurant. And, um, and so I don't have this, this, you know, we talk about the war on talent and, and I mean, honestly, like I really don't have that problem. Um, because we're, you know, we're, you know, we're always hiring. We're always looking for great talent and, and we do miss hire here and there, but for the most part, you know, I don't, I don't have that problem. That a lot of people are, are struggling with, with talent because we've created a winning program that people want to be a part of. And, and I'm just embracing this idea of, of releasing and launching people and, and helping them grow and become the best version of themselves. And it just becomes this, this self-perpetuating, um, uh, winning team. Yeah. You know, it's really, you know, like an analogy to the military. 
the military is a you know like a pass through system. I mean, even if you're even if you stay in for thirty years, you're you're still a pass through. Everybody in the military knows at some point they're getting out, whether they're oh, retiring or just getting out, and the military knows that and embraces it, and that's why training is going on every day, all the time yeah. in every, every unit you've ever been in there. there it's training. It, you're constantly churning and training the new guys, churning and training the new guys. Yep. Um, yeah. Talk, and, and, and they've infused leadership into everything. So, because they realize that leadership is the most important thing. Yeah. When I, when I speak, I actually use, you know, I talk about the whole farm team analogy because, you know, it goes well with my yeah. book, you know, the, the word farm team, but, but I also throw us, I have a slide that I throw in there. It talks about the military and I have a picture of a change of command. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know about you, but I, I never spent more than two years in one job. Right. And, you know, without those sustainable systems, of, you know, embracing turnover. And so the military has so many things that allow us to embrace turnover and, you know, constantly change of command and and change of leadership. I mean, that's, that's constant. And so, you know, it's just, and and we're, and and frankly, you know, we're a winning team, right? You know? Yeah. So, wow. Um, well, Hey Zach, unfortunately we're getting close to the end of our time. Uh, if somebody's interested in your book, leader farming, how would we find it? And I'll try to put something in the show notes. If it's on Amazon, I'll try to put a link there too. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Leaderfarming.com. And I'm, I'm going to create a special page for your listeners. Awesome. Um, we're working on that this week and it's going to be, um, leaderfarming.com slash veteran on the move. And right. we'll have a couple offers on there. And one of those being, uh, a free copy plus shipping. So if you just pay shipping, I'll gladly send you a, a free paperback copy of Leader Farming. That's awesome. All right, appreciate it. And Zach, you know, if somebody, uh, um, where, where's your, where do you live publicly? Uh, if somebody interested, somebody getting out of the military, want to talk about Chick-fil-A, whatever it may be, uh, yeah. how, how would they go about finding you? Yeah, so I, I, I live, um, well, I physically live in Rockmar, Georgia, but, you know, um, I've, I've got uh, all my social media handles are at the leader farmer. Okay, so, um, and then, you know, at the leader farmer on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. And then um, one of the offers that I'm going to offer your listeners as well is in 2020, I'm going to launch a. Um, a virtual over using zoom, I'm going to launch a virtual I call it the vetpreneur incubator. So, you know, just, just really, um, uh, and, and as many people want to join that as possible, it's, it's, it's going to be free. I'm going to offer it just for veterans. Um, and, and so that will be live on the, the site for veteran on the move as well. And, uh, and it's just going to be a, 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 probably bi-weekly or bi-monthly. So, so twice a month. And for those that can't join it live, uh, there'll be a, a recording that'll be posted and you can just listen in, but I'm going to have people just email me, you know, questions about, you know, whether it be Chick-fil-A or starting a business or anything like that. Like I just, my heart is to help veterans and, uh, and I really want to do that. And so I'm going to, I'm going to launch this, uh, veterinary incubator, uh, in 2020. That's awesome. All right, Zach, I appreciate it. Uh, phenomenal story. Great success story. 
Um, you dropped a lot of golden nuggets and value bombs throughout. So it was, it was a great episode. I appreciate it. Uh, we look forward to seeing your future success and maybe have you on the show back in another year or two. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Joe. You bet. All right. These two veterans are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.